got one goddamn hit. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. All right, welcome to another episode of Golf, Drinking, and Life. My name is Colin McKern. I'm a PGA professional and a Callaway staff member here in Mobile, Alabama. My co-host is my brother, Corey McKern, a professional opera singer and professor at the University of West Florida in Pensacola, Florida. Corey is on a double secret opera assignment in Detroit. And will not be joining us for today's show. So we will do a Masters recap today without him. Um, if you watched the Masters this weekend, it was pretty amazing to watch. Congratulations to Scotty Scheffler. What a tournament he played. Um, he basically ran away with it. Ended up um, winning by three shots, even with a four putt on 18, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, it, was, it was a fun golf tournament to watch. The uh, probably as big a news, if not bigger news, was Tiger Woods making the cut, playing all 72 holes. Um, Tiger did not play well on the weekend, but um, under the circumstances of the injury he's coming off of, I, I think that it was an excellent showing for Tiger. Um, it was really exciting to watch all of that. It was nice to see a more um, disarmed Tiger even after he played poorly on Saturday, which was due mainly to his putting. Um, he was pretty lighthearted when they interviewed him after the round and saying that he uh, it was like a practice putting day. He hit a thousand putts, meaning that he had putted poorly that day. And it's it's funny in golf how that can happen. You're, you're worried about your leg. You're worried about walking. You're worried about the way you're hitting it. And seemingly the easiest part of that physically would be your putting. Um, but that's what turned out to let him down on on Saturday for sure. So um, it was it was a. It, always great fun to watch the Masters. It was exciting. Scotty Scheffler's playing unbelievable golf. I think I just saw a stat where in the last 57 days, he has won $8.5 million. He won $2.7 million here at the Masters by finishing first. Um, played really steady golf. Big term of events there between him and Cam Smith on hole number three. Cam Smith had already gained two shots on him and was – had to feel in his mind he was about to pick up another. They both had um, tough up and downs on hole number three. Scotty had the tougher of the two, and Scotty ends up holing after getting a um, a a pretty fortuitous drop from a scoreboard. And um, he actually holds it for birdie, and then Cam Smith doesn't get it up and down. So instead of Cam. Uh, gaining a shot, Cam loses two shots, which is why golf is so can be so brutal at times. I mean, just that momentum swing, even though it was so early in the round, basically won the tournament for Scheffler. Now, Scheffler still had to hang in there. And, you know, the other um, thing that makes you scratch your head about golf, and this happens for all of us on different levels, but Cam Smith birdies the 520-yard 11th hole, which is the hardest hole in the golf course. Um, probably one of the friggin' hardest par fours in America makes a three on that 520 yard par four, and then turns around on the 160 yard par three 12th and makes a six. I think he had a wedge in his hand. He might've had a nine iron. He flared it out and left it out into the water. And the problem with hole 12 at Augusta is once you hit it in the water, your drop options are not very good. You're almost better off playing it from the tee again because then you get in a squirrely um, 
yardage shot that green is very narrow and he hit his he hit his third shot over the green and and went on to make a triple bogey and basically that was the end of the tournament rory mcelroy made a huge run he shot 64 on sunday including a hole out on 18 out of the bunker um it was a magnificent round by Rory. Um, Rory just lacks the Masters to win the career Grand Slam, so the pressure's been on him to win that tournament. Um, he was never really in the hunt to win it, but it was a heck of a last round and a uh, very impressive shot on 18. And then Colin Morikawa, who was playing the same group as him, also hold it out of the same bunker, so that was a little um, a little bit cool. But uh, I think Rory will get his green jacket eventually. But um, it was not meant to be this year. You know, what can you say about Scotty Scheffler? Um, people think that maybe he's somewhat of a boring player or person. But, you know, he's he's a he's a really, really good golfer. And it's fun to watch what he's doing on the golf course. Um, to have his first win in Phoenix this year and now to have won four tournaments, including a major and a world golf championship, is is pretty amazing. I think I saw another stat where now he is only the second player to have won four tournaments and a major and a world golf championship in the same year. The other being Tiger, who has done it like six or seven times. So he's in some pretty rarefied air there. So let's talk about the four putt on the last hole. That's a little bit funny too. So you're watching this. If you were watching this live, um, he, he was above the hole. It was a difficult two putt. He, butted it down there about five feet and um, he missed the five footer. I think he was very surprised. He'd been playing so well and putting so well. I think he was surprised he missed the five footer. And now all eyes are him. He marked his ball and he has like a three footer, I'm going to say. And he just lost concentration for a moment and missed that. So now the crowd's kind of murmuring and mumbling. And um, you can tell now he's kind of feeling embarrassed, I would say would be the word as we, all do at some point in golf but imagine with all those people watching you on tv and all those people around that green and you really wanted to make that par putt just to get out of this clean and win by five and now his fourth putt he he made it but he kind of gummed it in at that point and um i like what max homa tweeted max homa tweeted that if you're going to four putt and win the masters you might as well six putt and win the masters just to say you did it so um, it was kind of a, a, a weird finish there, but uh, only in golf can you win the Masters. But immediately I texted my buddies on my group text and said, what a dipshit when he four putted 18. So a little comic relief there, but he did go on to win by three. He did say in his post um, interview that uh, that maybe that four putt was a good thing because it had his emotions in check in the uh in the uh, interviews afterwards. So um, pr- pretty big moment for anybody to win the Masters. Scotty Scheffler's only 25 years old. He's the number one player in the world. Um, it, very, very impressive what he has done. Obviously, he was a fantastic junior player, a fantastic college player. I don't know Scotty Scheffler. Apparently, he's a fantastic dude. So congratulations, Scotty Scheffler. Well done. That was fun to watch. Um, Cam Smith, I think you're going to have plenty of other chances. He, you know, Cam Smith has been playing wonderful golf, obviously won the TPC a month ago or so. And um, I think you will see him. Cam Smith's from Australia. I think you'll see him uh, a lot more. Also a, a young player. Like I mentioned earlier, it was fun just to see Tiger after the round smiling and joking. Um, and, you know, we, we're, we're really seeing a different side of Tiger that we haven't seen before. Um 
which is good. I know Tiger still wants to win every event that he tees up in, but I think that this was obviously it was a win for him to, to be able to walk that golf course. I've just watched an interview with Nick Faldo who talked about even a healthy player has shin splints after walking that golf course because of the elevation changes. If you have not been to Augusta, you have actually absolutely have to go. It's uh, it's unbelievable. The undulation changes and just how well the golf course is conditioned. It's like no place you've ever seen. So um, it, it's interesting. If you do a little research on the history of Augusta and how it kind of originated and what it was, was originally meant to be, um, it's not what it turned out to be, um, and I, I don't mean that it's not as good as it turned out to be. It's just different than what they had lined up when they started um, planning Augusta. It was Cliff Roberts and Bobby Jones who basically were um, were building this golf course, and Cliff Roberts, in his mind, it was going to be a, a basically a tribute to Bobby Jones, so they wanted it to be elite. But at the beginning of the planning stages of this, they were planning to have 36 holes, um, one course was supposed to be touted as a ladies golf course. They were going to have an 18 hole short course, whether that was a par three course or um, some other kind of version of that. Um, it was going to have a pool and tennis courts and houses on the um, golf course. It was it was more of a planned community. Um, it was still going to be very upscale. I think they wanted 1,800 members, but they only sold 76 memberships originally. And get this, a membership, yes, you still had to be invited, but a membership was $60 a year. That Now, this was in the early 30s. I think they started playing this course in the 20s. The Great Depression um, kind of put an ixnay on what their original plans were, and then we went straight into World War, So, um, at, at which point the golf course was actually closed down for a little while. So they had some um, socioeconomical issues that kind of steered the club into a different direction. And it's funny now that, you know, it is what it is in an 18-hole course. But it, it's always funny to see that process and what people have originally, ha- originally had in mind for something. And it turned into something completely different than what they had originally pictured, but 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 brilliant in its own right. So um, it's... Uh, you know, I think that's a, a cautionary tale when you're planning something that things don't always work out the way they're the way you had them pictured or the way you wanted them to. But oftentimes they work out the way they're supposed to. So um, Augusta National is a, is a very unique place. And as I said on our last podcast, if you ever have the chance to go to Augusta National, you absolutely have to go. It's uh, it's the one place that exceeds your expectations. Certainly has not been a letdown, and I've been there multiple times. Um and uh, hopefully I'm going to try to get back um, next year. Love to hear some emails from the viewers. Uh, we are now in 25 countries and over 450 cities. You can hear the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you have not, if you're new to the podcast, please start with season one, episodes one and two. It kind of gives you the background of why we started the podcast and our our individual backgrounds, but basically I am uh, nearly two years sober here after um, a long battle with alcohol and uh, nearly killed me two years ago in July. So um, we're coming up on, on my two years being sober. So it's been a, um, I, I was, you know, was, was pretty sick and, and had a long way back to even just being able to play golf, but I'm 
mostly healthy now and, uh, and able to play golf. It was weird not having Phil at the Masters. It was good to have Tiger at the Masters to take some of that press off of Phil. Chairman Ridley said that Phil was not disinvited to the Masters. Now, those words, I think, were carefully chosen. I don't believe that he was disinvited technically, but I do think that he I still think on some level he is either he is suspended on the tour of the master strongly asked him not to come. That it's not the same thing as being disinvited. I think his his champion his past champion status is still there and he's invited on a yearly basis as of now. Um I think it's interesting that he's been so quiet about any of this. Um with the two books he that are coming out about him in May and also with this LIV, um, the Saudi backed golf tour that's starting up in June. You know, I, I can't tell with this, if Phil is going to um, just come out and start playing in this LIV golf tour. I don't know what the extents, if, if, if there is any, or if there is anything to him having any financial troubles from gambling or whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to tell you right now who ought to sign up to be the face of this Saudi golf tour is Bryson DeChambeau. If you notice, this is, I think was Bryson's first tournament back since, uh, he might've played one more. He might've played last week. I can't remember, but, um, since, since he's had an injury, the way Bryson swings at the golf ball and tries to take over golf courses, I think injury is going to be a big deal for him going forward. Um, I think he's going to wear his body out and also, for all these people who are screaming about the golf ball going so far, I, I just don't think that this um, this course of strategy is going to work for Bryson. There's much more to the game than hitting it far. And while Bryson does have those other aspects of that game, he is kind of ruining the rest of his game with this quest for distance. Um I, I, you know, he he should sign a two hundred million dollar contract with the LIV Golf Tour because I'm afraid, and he's in a situation where in five years you're not going to know who Bryson DeChambeau is. He is going to, um, at this pace, he is going to put his body in a position where he's not going to be able to keep competing, and eventually, I think he's going to lose track of how you actually score in golf, and it's not just hitting the deep ball. Um, that will eventually get you in more trouble than it's going to help you. And then even if you have the best short game in the world, um, you're putting yourself into some very awkward golf shots where all, all a golf course has to do really is make the greens firm enough and you can't hit some of those shots from 30, 40, and 50 yards and stop them where you need to stop them. I don't care how good you are. So, um, I, you know, <laughs> financially, it makes sense for me, Bryson, take the money while you can. Now, you have to question the fact of where this money's coming from. And if you're hurt when you're playing on the Saudi back golf tour, how much pressure are they going to put on you to play? If they're gave, giving you $200 million, you better have a real friggin' injury for them to allow you to skip. Um, very slippery slope. These players are entering and it'll be interesting. Supposedly this first tournament is in June in um, London, the week before the U S open. Weird timing. Reports are that this tour has commitments from two former number one players that were both Ryder Cup heroes. I don't know what that means. I got to think that there's a lot of former number one players. There's a lot of former number one players that you don't necessarily want to see on TV. So I, I don't understand why they think people are going to tune away from the PGA Tour to watch this LIV golf tour. Maybe they will the first week. 
but it feels to me and no um no offense to the champions tour because i am 49 and next year i will be 50 and i am starting to enjoy the champions tour more now because the players on the champions tour are the players are, that are my age and i grew up watching and that's great but i still would rather watch the PGA Tour. And this LIV Tour, if you sign two former number one players who are older players, the Champions Tour still doesn't get near the ratings that the regular PGA Tour does. So if you're making this spinoff tour and it's going to be based on older players, almost Champions Tour players' ages, people don't want to watch that. People want to watch the best athletes at the peak of their careers, period. Okay, that's what's going to get the ratings. That's what's going to get the sponsors. All you're going to do is water down the senior PGA Tour somewhat, excuse me, the Champions Tour. And I just, this whole thing just seems, um, Greg Norman seems very misguided in this. Um, I, you know, I, I I don't wish bad on anybody, but I hope this thing crash and burns. I don't think it belongs in golf right now. I don't think it's going to take off. I think it's putting players in a tough uh, position. They keep mentioning Anthony Kim, who was a player on tour. Do any of you out there even know who Anthony Kim is? They keep mentioning he's going to sign up for this tour. Why do they think Anthony Kim's going to move the needle? He barely moved the needle when he was actually playing on tour. Anthony Kim got hurt and apparently had an insurance policy out on himself in case that he did. And part of that insurance policy is he can't play golf anymore. So he collected the money or some of the money and hasn't played golf since, at least competitively. So I, I don't see how that's a big draw other than for one week for somebody to turn the TV on. I don't I, I don't understand this. Um, I've been around sports enough to – these people that are trying to do this have certainly been around – I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know. You know, Greg Norman has, is, is, is just – he seems misguided in this. Um, I know we continue to talk about this and give it press – and that's kind of uh, what they're banking on is that all this bad, good, whatever kind of press, no, no press is bad press. And that, you know, they're, they're, they're getting clicks and they're going to get viewers because of this. But I just don't see it lasting. I think the first week will be a novelty. If you have a good young player jump over, you know, maybe for a little while it'll hold a little um, – credibility, but I, I think that's a strong word. Even I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see this. Uh, I don't see this working out. You know, we've, we've talked about it before other leagues being other professional leagues being started when it's not the best players in the world in the peak of their career. Um, the fans, that's, that's what they want to see. They want to see the best players in the world at the peak of their career, plain and simple. So uh, I'd certainly like to hear some, some of the listeners thoughts on that. You can email the show golf drinking life at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Colin McKern. Always want to hear your, your feedback, please. So, um, Corey is on his way to Detroit for some, uh, uh opera gig he has going on. Travel safe, Corey. Hope you're listening to the show. I'd like to hear some feedback from the um, from the listeners about their thoughts on a on a on a player like Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters. Um, and, and the reason why I say that I'm not picking on Scotty, but Scotty was a little bit of an unknown name. Um, he 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 doesn't have um, what what you would call an exciting personality. But a lot of the golfers don't. I, you know, to to be a professional athlete at a high level, you kind of need to be an even keel, calm person. Um, t- 
you're going to laugh when I say this, but Tiger actually on the golf course is mostly when he gets in the hunt and he's making a charge, he'll get a little flamboyant. And Tiger's always been known to be uh, a little bit loud. He'll get angry quick and slam a club and, and throw out some four letter expletives. Um, but most of these guys are pretty even kill. So I find myself thinking that Scotty Scheffler's kind of a boring player and I was not rooting for him to lose. I wanted him to win, but I wanted Cam Smith to get close. I, you know, I think we'd like to watch close golf tournaments, but the difference between Scotty Scheffler and Tiger Woods is this. When Tiger Woods won the Masters by 12 shots at 97, I couldn't stop watching just because you wanted to see how much he was going to win by. And I guess because he was making history also. Normally, if somebody's winning a golf tournament by 12 shots, you turn it off and watch something else because it's over with and it's boring to watch, right? Tiger, that was never the Tiger effect. Tiger always moved the needle and maybe even more when he was winning those majors by by a gazillion shots like that. He did the same thing at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and it was just as fun to watch. So it's it's weird when you see a player like Scotty Scheffler, who is the hottest player in the world right now. He is number one. He's 25 years old. Um, sky's the limit for Scotty, but it it was less exciting him leaving leading by five. I was rooting for it to be more of a golf tournament to watch on Sunday, and a couple times it almost became one, but it didn't quite. So it was uh, it was still a fun tournament to watch. It just doesn't it doesn't move the needle like a player like Tiger does. Maybe that's an unfair comparison. There are some other players that move the needle that are a little more flamboyant than other players but um you know overall it's uh you know i i I think to in a sense we i was spoiled by growing up during tiger's prime i'm 49 tiger's 46 so i've been able to watch tiger's whole career and um i think we've been spoiled by it i think golf was missing that before tiger they were in a period of searching for the next superstar and Tiger came on the scene and absolutely exploded the game of golf, exploded the professional purses. Um, and I think we're in that situation again a little bit. Um, you got Dustin Johnson and some other players who have been number one in the world, John Rahm. And they're great. And I like all those guys. I'm a big Dustin Johnson fan. I'm actually a big John Rahm fan. I really like John Rahm's swing, especially his short back swing. But, um, but, but, it, it's again, like I said, it's an unfair comparison, but nobody moved the needle like Tiger did. And it was fun to watch him win by 12. It was fun to watch him win by one. It was fun to watch him this weekend just finish the golf tournament. It's amazing um, that he has been able to do what he has done in his career. And the entertainment value that he has provided to golf is um, is priceless. I mean, it really is. So uh, I, 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 I'm fortunate and happy that I was able to have most of my prime years of watching golf while Tiger was having his prime years of playing golf. So all sports go through this. You know, your teams, um, your teams that dominate and are popular become get to a point where they don't dominate for a while and 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 you you get a void in there. Uh Michael Jordan left left basketball, same thing happened. Um I, I hope that Tiger Tiger says he's going to play in the British Open for sure. I would look for him to skip the PGA, although you never know. But uh, he should have a good chance at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. It's flat. He's won there before. Um, he's he, He'll have a tournament or two under his belt at least by then. So 
Um, it should be interesting. Um, we are going to take a hiatus on the show probably until that British Open or just before that British Open, which is in July. Um, I think this is episode seven of season two. And we're going to um, um, take a little break. This is our 24th episode overall. So if you have not listened to the episodes, go back and catch up on them. Um, again, email the show golfdrinkinglife at gmail.com. Let us know how you let us know your thoughts, what you'd like to hear us talk about, what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. Um, we are uh, enjoying doing the show. We're just doing it for fun. So I hope it's entertaining somebody out there. Um, you know, we've talked about some serious subjects on the show for sure. Try to keep it light as we can. Um, anybody has, you know, any questions about drinking problem or anything like that, feel free to email me, um, Facebook me, whatever. We've heard from viewers before about different situations. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I hope that's that's come out of the issues that I've gone through is that I can help some people going forward. I'm by no means a professional at that. Um, I'm not a professional therapist, but but I've been through a lot. And so I hope that experience can can help people going forward. So um, that'll be all for the show today. Hope everybody has a great week. Corey, travel safe to Detroit and back. And we will see you guys in July. Thanks a lot. Have a nice week. You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N.